This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can now also enjoy a 10% discount on these Spartan races. All you have to do is go to spartanrace.com.au and enter any race that you want and enter the code Breaking the Barrier upon checkout when entering for that race and you will receive 10% off. That's spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. My name's Zach, and welcome to week three of episode two in season four of the prequels of COVID or whatever it is that we're dealing with right now. It's all a bit mixed Pretty around. Much. I think uh, mathematically that equals what? Episode 85? 85. Episode 85. First world problems, which we'll talk about today. Oh, mate. I think the soapbox is going to come out, but you know, whatever. Okay. So what's the plan for today, Andrew? What are we going to do? Well, I think, you know what, we, we kind of grazed over shout-outs uh, last episode a little bit. I think we got to them a little bit later. Uh, so I, I reckon let's let's start there today. We have some great shout-outs to some of the members of the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. So let's, let's, let's do that. Well, we'll do that, and then we'll do some updates from us. And then, yeah, we've got a couple of topics of the day to get into. And we swear it's not all COVID this time. So stay no, tuned for that. And- we swear in general pretty too. much yeah there might be some soapbox ranty action happening as andrew alluded to i reckon <laughs> all right so firstly i want to give a, a big welcoming shout out to vicky vicky had this to say in the breaking the barrier community hey guys i'm new here might be in the wrong time zone too as i'm in england but would like to join in on your chats and posts even if i'm coming into it late i'm not a fast runner i'm a happy slow plotter my favorite runs are the ones where i follow public footpath signs until i accidentally end up so far away from home that i end up getting the train back but seeing new places while doing so always underprepared always running late but always experiencing i have run two marathons lots of under 26.2 miles races runs and trails but always find the distance more enjoyable rather than speed i'm a single parent so time to spare is an issue and as sad as i am to watch my girl grow up it also edges me closer to more free hours of running so please let me live through your hours of running until i'm free enough to run the hours myself i'm not here to break records but started listening to the podcast over working from home and constantly excited by the confidence I find myself feeling while listening. Well, welcome to the Breaking the Barrier community. Vicky, all the way from England. Some very nice words. It sounds like an amazing journey. And uh, I, I, I love I love the idea of running or walking or plotting so far that you have to take the train home. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds like another budding ultra runner. Uh, hopefully we can inspire you to that at some point, Vicky, because you know, you've got those two marathons under the belt and that's fantastic. That puts you, um, there's a number of people listening to this podcast who are working their way towards their first marathon. I think you're showing that even when you've done two, there's still a lot of learning you can do. Hopefully you can live vicariously through Andrew and me and the rest of the people that post in the Facebook community. Trust me, there'll be no shortage of hours and hours of talking about running with this podcast. Indeed. Indeed. So welcome again and uh, congratulations on keeping it going while while we're in some tough times. Yeah, And five-star review and tell your friends. Don't forget that as well. Yep. 
Exactly. <laughs> the next shout out we have is she's back. It's Maria, who only a week after running her fastest 5K for the year 2020, managed to do another one. Uh, and not just another little 5K 2020 PB, but a whole minute in less than a week, which she took off. So she's now knocking on the door of the 25 minute and under club for the 5K. So apparently lockdown 2.0 is making her faster. So well done, Maria. Excellent. Yeah. I find that's often the case. You go out there and you set a PB and then knowing that you can set that PB, you have another one really quickly afterwards because you kind of come to expect what that PB was that you hit. It almost becomes your new baseline for running. Yeah. And I think with a 5K, 5K PBs are hard. Now, I don't know if this is her PB completely. I, th I feel like she's done a sub 25 before, so this might just be for 2020. But the fact that she's been dealing with her ankle injury and obviously, you know, motivation is hard uh, during during the moment uh, at the moment. Uh, and the fact that she can run a PB in a 5K, 5K. I always tell people this: I'd much rather run a half marathon or, or a full marathon than a hard 5K. <laughs> yeah, five, hard 5Ks are hard. hard. Yeah, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But They're I, so much harder than a marathon, I think. I think any PBs you do in 2020 deserve their own little metric right now. I think it's going to be like, what's your PB normally? Well, you know, my PB normally is 23 and a half. But in 2020, I did one in 25. So, you know, that's basically an 18 under those conditions. Oh, yeah. Dude, if you run a 25 and under 5K right now, you can put yourself in the 22, 23 minute. Easily, yeah. <laughs> that's how that works. Lockdown 2.0 is like an emotional anchor Sorry. around us, just dragging us back for a couple of minutes. Oh, Dude, I hear you. Like, uh, I, I went for, I, I, you know, I've not been doing a lot of long runs, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, I, I ran a sub 25 5K the other day for the first time in like a long time. And like, it was, it felt really awesome. I was like, because I haven't been running that distance in a while. So yeah. I was just like, yeah, man, I still got it. That's cool. I wanted to kill myself afterwards. Legs still work. Which is, yeah. what, killing myself? No, no, the legs still work. Oh yeah, they still work. Yeah. But it's it's so funny though how that works because obviously my PB is like twenty one and change, yeah. and now running a twenty five is taking it out on me. Yeah, but that's all right. That's okay. It still shows that you know you can. The body does remember how good it feels. Endorphins are the first things to come back because uh, your body's like yeah. trying to reward you um, for doing the work, and then it hits you with the cramping and the rolling and the pain and the owies. But that's fine. That comes later. That comes later. Mm. So rock on, Maria. Congrats on that 5K PB. Uh, the next shout-out goes to Shani. So Shani did actually a Stadium Stomp virtual stair challenge. This was interesting. Uh, I believe she, this, yeah, I think she did this at the Yu Yangs before, uh, before we weren't allowed to leave Melbourne. Basically, she, she, the way that she did it was that she had 25, I think, clothes pegs in her pocket. And every time she got to the bottom, so she'd go up and down, every time she got to the bottom... Uh, she would basically take one out or basically, you know, take one down, pass it around 24 pegs in your pocket right now. Um, <laughs> you know the <laughs> 99 oh, bottles of beer song? The oldie 25 <laughs> peg uh, limerick. That, uh, it's, it's indeed. Handed down from generation chestnut. to generation. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so she basically, she would 
come down, have a rest, and go right back up. And then, and this and is then the virtual version of the stadium stomp, which is where you go to places like the MCG or the SCG in different cities of Australia, and you go up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs. And so for some people, yeah. the challenge is, can they get around the entire stadium going up and down the stairs once? And then for other people, mm. it's how many times can you go up and down the stairs in like I think a four-hour period or something crazy yeah. like that. So pretty sure Chani worked out what would it take to have done all the stadiums and then clubbed it together into like a virtual thing in her backyard. That's pretty, it's a pretty great, uh, oh, was it in her backyard? I don't think it was in her backyard. She doesn't have many stairs in her backyard. It would be hard to do it um, if you're going up and down like two stairs at a time. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't stalk our listeners apparently like you do. So You'd need a lot of pegs according to your theory. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, she said 25 pegs. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? I have no idea. It's what she wrote in the Breaking the Barrier community. I'm just trying to make sense of it. Danny, this is on you, okay? We've, you know, we just deliver the material that we're given. If you're given us, you this, broke the podcast. Yeah, right. You can come Way on and explain yourself. We always have two years. Kids. You've broken it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Chani. What I took out of that was lots of pegs, lots of steps, a lot of sweaty, sweaty action. Good job. Well done. Totally. Um, shout out from me goes to Steve Frazier and I am jealous of this one. So Steve posted this in the community. Hey all. So this morning I went out for a little specificity, headed out and ran the first 16 ish miles of the JFK 50 ultra on the Appalachian trail. I'd heard it was really rocky and technical. So I figured it would be nice to see. It also happened to be my longest run ever at this point. After a mistaken two-mile, 500-foot extra detour, he must have had Simon navigating for him or something. Oh, shots fired. Shout back. I still kept up my target pace. I wanted to do the 16 miles in about three and a half hours, and I finished the 18 in a touch over four. So very happy, plus the amazing views. I hesitated to post this, as I know many people aren't able to get out and enjoy the outdoors right now. But I wanted to share that steady training and following this and other podcasts' advice has really made an impact on me in a positive way. Anyway, that's all. Thanks, y'all. Well, hey. well done, Steve. I tell you what, awesome. the Appalachian Trail is on my bucket list. I want to do that, go there, see that. I was very jealous but also very proud of you um, to think that you got even a little bit of something out of the podcast to help you do that. But especially yeah. that you, uh, you knocked that off. Your longest ever run, really good time. Um, on what is probably a pretty technical and, as you said, rocky course, just amazing. awesome. Amazing. And do you know what? Uh, don't, totally don't feel bad about sharing it. It's just, just kind of like what Vicky said, you know, especially us here in Melbourne, we'll, we will live vicariously through you and the memories that you're making and the experiences that you're having. We'd love to read about it. You know, it's uh, it's amazing to us that people are still getting out there. Not that we're living in the Thunderdome here. We can get out of our houses, but, you know, uh Certainly finding new places in nature is not an option for us right now. I think it's great. I I think I'll go out for my run after this for today, and I'll probably head off down a little bit of a trail course just to, you know, honor Steve and his efforts and everything and try and get a little bit like 1% of that experience he had by running on something that's not bitumen this afternoon. Nice. Yeah, good call. Well done, man. And this last shout-out goes to Graham. So Graham had a great workout the other day. He wrote this in the Breaking the Barrier community. Shuffled to the local footy ground, stretched, then did four sprints from end to end, walking in between sprints, followed by a one-kilometer time trial. I walked 1.2 kilometers home, and then I took the dogs for a walk. 
Also, I had gone for a two-kilometer walk with my wife, a nurse, who, like me, has recovered from COVID-19 and hospitalization and is trying to regain some fitness. P.S. I also have the longest arms in Melbourne from patting myself on the back. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's bra- Firstly, thank you for the efforts that you and your wife have done on I don't know, are we calling it the front line or the last line? I, th- I think the thing I read the other day is that... I think it's like... Sorry. I think we're all the front line because it's everything that we can do day by day to make stuff easier. And then the people who are and serving like in the, the hospitals, they're the last line of defense. Um, I think that well. that's such a cooler thing. Like if I'm, if, if I wanted, if I was going to get a label, I'd be like, yeah, man, call me the last line of defense. That is badass. That's like men in black. Yeah. Yeah. We are them. And, the last line of defense. And it makes sense. They're there to help us when we yeah. need them, but we can actually help them by not being there in the first place, ironically. So, yeah, yeah, so firstly, exactly. thank you. Thank you for that to uh, Graham, mm. you and your wife. But secondly, that's a pretty full day. That's a lot of, yeah. and then, a- and then, and then, yeah. I mean, geez. It's like you think the story's going to end, but it's like he's his workout was like that guy that we all know yep. that you try to say goodbye to him and he just continues to change the subject and morphs into a new topic better than anybody else. That's this workout. You keep telling stories like that, Graham, and you'll be running a podcast like this in a couple of months. Be careful. Yeah. yeah. That's how it starts. We thought we'd start off with really brief stories. And next thing you know, we're averaging an hour 25. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's a short episode. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's a fun time. So, look. Sorry. Jesus. Just taking my jacket off. It's really warm in here. Calm down. Yeah. Like, calm down. I'm excited to see I mean, you. This... Cool, man. Let's play this on the box. That's band. fun. Okay. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening to the Breaking the Barrier podcast where we... <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm going into witness protection because Zach's a little too eager he's to see he's me. He's very, very eager. <laughs> so... Congratulations, everybody, on everything that you're accomplishing and achieving during this crazy time. So you've been doing a great job going above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We want to see your stories. Continue to post in the in the community. Make sure that if you're not part of the Breaking the Barrier community on Facebook that you, you check it out. Send me a, a link to request to join, and uh, and we hope to see you there. Yeah, don't forget to blast us a gram on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Breaking the Barrier podcast. Andrew posts a lot of stuff there from his workouts and everything, so there's also some daily inspiration you can get when you're not listening to us um, or we don't have a podcast out. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you teased you it go. before, Andrew. What have you been up to lately since we last caught up? It's been about a week and a half, two weeks. How are you handling things? Yeah, it's been a, uh, yeah, not bad. Look, it's um, you know, I think I'm I'm handling it as best as I can, just like everybody else. I'm doing the best I can uh, in terms of fitness. I'm right smack dab in the middle of a four week sort of uh, shred and burn kind of thing. So what I mean by that is normally my diet is pretty clean, right? But uh, every now and then I'll, I'll have that, that you know, that cheat food or that, that snack or I'll add the condiment like sour cream or cheese or something to my meals. But So every now and then for four weeks I'll take all that stuff out, you know, really dial down on specificity in terms of what I'm doing with my cardio and my uh, nutrition and my workouts and just bring everything right in to see where my body's really at. So I'm about halfway in there having some really good results at the moment. And so, so that's what I'm doing. And the reason that I'm doing it now is just because, you know what, I figure if I can do this now, this is the worst it's going to get. I mean, gyms are closed. Mm -hmm. There's nothing going on. There's no motivation to, you know, it's hard. It'd be easy to sit home and do nothing, right? So I figure if I can do it now, 
I can do it. I can do it whenever. Yeah. Uh, I've just ordered another pair of dumbbells. Um, like uh, so, basically now I have my eight kilogram kettlebells, my sixteen kilogram dumbbells, twenty kilogram dumbbells, thirty kilogram dumbbells. Wow. Um, because the twenties are just getting like too light. I think thirties are going to be right at that edge of just a bit. What's that? I, in I don't pounds? think I'll be going. Uh, I think it's about sixty-five pounds. Okay, and you'd be using that for bench press and stuff, or would that mean? Yeah. Okay. That's... Yeah. So I use those, and and it's it's like look with my twenties, I can get to about fifteen to twenty reps. I feel like with the thirties, I'll probably hit somewhere into six to eight, maybe twelve, maybe ten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it'll just be good for some um, uh, variety and shock. Yeah. Because I think my my body will start to need that soon. I. I don't, uh, you know, I'll use them for like uh, one-armed bent over rows and that sort of thing. Certainly wouldn't try them with anything else like a shoulder press. Or no, anything, I was so. about to say, I'm, I'm using 50 pounders and I'm only getting like, you know, maybe eight to 10 reps for bench press. And yeah, and a, and a row as well. I tend to, what I do for bench press, I tend to do the same for the row just to kind of keep the same weight and same number of reps and everything and try and keep them in balance. But there's no way yeah. I could go to 60, 65 pounds at the moment or, or use them for shoulder press. That's you know, completely different type of training, I think, which is what yeah. you're doing versus my yeah. ultra training. That's it. And no, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't use them for shoulder, shoulder presses. I'll use them for shrugs, yep. you know, um, uh, but Squats, yeah. Squats, uh, walks, stuff like that? Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Squats, lunges, that sort of thing. I also, I, I picked up a tire, uh, like a 65 kilogram tire the other day. It was actually kind of, it pissed me off because the dude advertised it as a 100 kilogram tire. And it was like $120. I was like, dude, of course I'm going to come and get this thing because you can't find that shit for like less than 800 bucks. Yeah. It was a tra- you know, it's just a tractor tire. And I got there and I he's helping me put it in my car. I'm like, dude, this isn't 100 kilos. Yeah. I guarantee it. He's like, no, no, it is. I was like, all right, it's not. Um, I'll give 80 for it. <laughs> and he's like, I, you know, I wasn't going to. He's like, no, 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 I, I got to take 120. I was like, all right, whatever, fine. That's cool. I was happy to do it because even if it's less than 100 kilos, yeah. it's still, you can't find these things. I got home and I put it on my scale. It's only about 65, um, which I had a feeling. But still, you can't find a 60 kilogram tire anywhere, like a CrossFit tire, for less than seven, eight hundred dollars. So what are you doing? You're doing the thing where you squat down and flip them over and roll yeah, them around so, your backyard uh, and stuff? Yeah, so right now, like yesterday, I did deadlift. Like I, I'll step inside it. And I'll, I'll grab the rims of it and just deadlift it up. Uh, I will start doing flips. I've actually added some cement to it right. so that I can – I've put it a little bit heavier. So right now it's about 85 kilograms. Um, and because it's – well, concrete actually, not cement. Uh, because it's concrete, most likely when I flip it, I'll just – I won't flip it over because it will crumble. Yeah. So I'll just flip it up and then bring it down, flip it up, bring it down. So it will still be a great workout. Um and it's just a different way to build strength because I really am trying to get some some stuff happening. Right now, I'm in a shred and burn kind of thing, so I'm leaning out. So I can't really build size, but I still want to build my strength as much as I can while I'm leaning out yep. so that when I'm ready to bulk up again, I, I can. And I'm looking forward to that because I'll be able to eat a lot more. Not that I'm not eating well, but – You'd be able to I'm lift your quantity up a little bit and, you know, yeah, try and bulk yeah. up a bit. So, yeah. Right now, I'm probably eating about two thousand calories a day, Ooh. all clean. When I'm when I'm maybe a little bit more, but when I'm bulking up, I'll probably bump that up to anywhere from three to four thousand calories. 
Um, and I'll try to keep that as clean as possible. Great way to do that if anybody's out there bulking up and wanting to add clean calories. Just add olive oil to like everything. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So and that's not adding a whole lot of mass that you need to digest as well. That's just something that's yeah. passing through your body relatively quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that's kind of that's where I'm at. I'm still with running. I'm I'm not really doing much more than so every morning. Good thing you minutes. host a running podcast then. No kidding, right? Uh, so yeah, every day I don't I, I run six days a week, but I'm only running about four k's a day. Still doing maybe twice five. a day. You were doing twice a day last time we caught up. Still doing twice a day, yeah. So, but it's all, they're only fifteen minutes. So the first fifteen minutes is high intensity interval. Again, maybe it's a light jog for a minute, and then like a four and a half minute to five minute kilometer. So it's not all out sprint or anything for a minute. And then the next time I run is right after I work out, uh, lift, and that's like a fifteen minute just really easy jog. For those of you following me on Strava. Those times are treadmill times. I don't have my foot pod on so that I'm not running as fast as it looks like on Strava, which we'll get into later. Um, so I'm not running like seven minute miles at the moment or four minute kilometers. I'm I'm more at the nine and 10 minute mile mark at the moment just because I don't need to be running that fast. Um, so I just want to be truthful. So I'm putting it out there for all of you. That's not my, those are not my times. Well so good. Yeah. Yep. You will be rewarded uh, for that in the kingdom of heaven at some point. Yep. Well done. I, I reckon. Yep. I reckon. That's a, that's a big thing to put out there. <laughs> so. um, and, and how's the body feeling like when you are running? Um, everything's feeling nice and easy, no pain. Yeah, no, everything. I had a bit of a, a thing the other day with my heel, but I think it was just, I think it was just. One of those things. I, I was. Yeah, it was one of those things. Um, I went to the osteo actually this morning just to get a quick once over. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I, I haven't had any problem with my knee or my IT band. Are you keeping you your know, stretching up? Because sometimes when people start compensating too much on weight training or strength training, they let go of the mm. stretching. And stretching is such a massive part of running that you can sign to find that when you do go back and forth, it's like, oh, yeah. everything's a bit stiff. and. Ugh. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally keeping up with that. And, and matter of fact, uh, I've stepped up my... Um, spiky and foam uh, spiky ball and foam rolling game a little bit so i'm doing that a little bit more often because because it's so important as again something for all of you out there to know especially if you're working from home at the moment if you do want to you know kind of add to your workout and make them a little bit more intense you have to make sure that you're really taking care of yourself right now because you are doing a lot more sitting than you normally would and that's going to atrophy your muscles in a different way and so when you start working harder in the gym, it's going to be much easier to get injured because you're not, you know, normally you're walking around being a little bit more active and you're, you're basically having an all day warm up. Whereas now it's like if you're working on your computer for hours. That's a great way to put it. I, I am finding when I go out for my workouts, when I've been trying to get to my workouts after work, they're a lot harder than they have been when I'd have worked during the day and I would have walked to the train station, walked back from the train station, walked around at work, kept some movement. Now that I'm just sort of sitting mm -hmm. in this chair all the time, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not as loose when I go to do that evening workout as I would have been. No, and I, I, I have definitely felt sometimes after sitting for a prolonged period of time, especially at my desk, that if I get up, I'm like, oh, there's my lower back. Where that never used to happen before. Um, it's also called getting old, but, Andrew. Hate to break no, it to you. I, I'm there. I refuse to believe that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's fair enough. And that that you're right. You're absolutely right because it is a combination, yes, of getting old and 
older and also not being uh, active had the if times were normal i think probably i'd be feeling it less but certainly those two things yeah combined so yeah take care of yourselves people because this whole sitting down thing i want you all to keep active but make sure you're you're careful about it yeah definitely mm. Mm. so there you go so yeah um very much a consistent groundhog day for me in terms of nutrition same thing every day uh, same type of workouts every day. I'm not, you know, I'm just doing that for the next couple of weeks and I'm sending progress pictures to my trainer and it's just, that's what it is. You know, when you want to, when you want to hit a specific goal, it, it, be prepared for Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no, no luxuries, especially when you're trying to go, uh, when you're working on body fat and stuff, yeah. you know, that's very specific. You can't really mess around with that. So that's where I'm it's at. It's a constant grind. It's the, the pressure. This is where diamonds are made. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good on you. I like that. That's that's. Cool. I came up with that the other day. I was trying to describe to people how hard it was at work, and someone was like, "Is it sustainable?" And I said, "No, it's not sustainable." But this pressure we're in is this is where diamonds are made. This is where people who can you know cope with it will come out the other side so much stronger and better than they were going in. And unfortunately, some people are going to struggle, uh, and then we just have to make sure that we pull them out um, of the pressure before they they crumble. Because yeah. Dude, I am making that into a meme, and we are putting that on the Breaking the Barrier podcast page. That's awesome. I'm I sure like I took I really it. Like so I never come up with anything original. So someone out there is yelling at That's their fair. phone right now, going, "He stole that from so and so." Possibly them. Well, so in any case, I apologize. It, listen, it was such a good idea. I was eventually going to come up with it. Like even a dog has to stay. Uh, yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But, but you just never come up with them first. I never come up with them first. No, I just remember okay. them later after everyone else has forgotten them and then claim them. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. It's a great time. But that's that's what that's what's um, kicking my butt at the moment. This last week has yeah. just been really tough with work-life balance. So just starting work early, working straight through, finishing late, jumping on calls, you know, after dinner, and then trying to juggle that with a whole bunch of stuff um, with regards to scouts. And you know, scouts had a plan to go back to face-to-face -face scouting. It's had to completely rework all of that with you know a week's notice, mm -hmm. and so that's a bit tough. And and work into financial year and starting off the new financial year is just is always tough as well. And I'm finding the thing that's suffered uh, over the last week or so has been my strength training that I've been trying to do after work. So you know, get up, get away from the desk by 5:30, go out and try and do a little bit of an exercise. I just haven't done it this week, uh, and I'm I'm really right. worried thinking back to. Last time I sort of had a bit of an injury, what was the pattern there? Well, I didn't do strength training for a couple of weeks' time, and then I, I injured myself doing something else. So I'm really trying to practice what I preach and, and get back into that strength training and, and make it a habit. I, I'm stretching after all my runs in the morning, so I've tried to, to bake like a 10 to 15-minute really strong stretching routine in after each of my morning runs. But that's fine for flexibility, but that strength training of keeping the quads and the hamstrings and the back and that balance we spoke about a couple of episodes ago about ultra runners needing to have, you know, a little bit of upper body strength to carry them through some of the races and, you know, your back, making sure your back's strong. I, I'm really worried that if uh, if work kept going like it is now for another couple of weeks, I'd really be neglecting those points. And so I'm, I'm going to try and mm. hold myself to account uh, over the next little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And how are you doing in terms of uh, like self-care in terms of like uh, like uh, spiky ball massages that kind of stuff yeah that's that's what I, I i try and i because I'm, again my running routine's starting to build so i'm back up into like a 70k 
a week at the moment. I think I've done 70 Ks a week for the, this will be two weeks in a row. And it's been a nice slow build. And I'm trying to get to myself to a point where I'm going to go out and do like a half marathon long run tomorrow and build all my runs uh, from this point onwards on the long run. They'll start to be half marathon and above and, you know, try and get back into that 80 to 100 kilometers a week range over the month of August. Uh, that's to try and set myself up so that come September, I can get some really, really good quality runs in and some quality days on leg because I'm still optimistic that we'll be able to do this Ned Kelly run in late October. That's the goal that I'm working towards. And so I kind of need to keep, well, not kind of, I need to keep building my base over the next five to six weeks or so so I can have a really solid September where I get two, maybe three quality days on legs. And so I'm, but it's not a it's it's not a lot like it's just you know running in the morning so stretching after work yoga poses a um, little bit of foam rolling whilst I'm in front of the TV at night that's that's all important but it's all manageable it, it it's a, 70 k's a week isn't that much running for me that I have to sort of stop doing other stuff to make time for all the self-care. I can kind of just fit it in right now. I think once you're up around that 100, 110 Ks a week, that's where you're sitting there going, okay, I need to make a priority decision here. Do I watch an extra episode of this TV show or do I take that 22 minutes and go spend it doing some stretching and foam rolling? And so I feel like I'm still another couple of weeks away from having to really make those priority calls to, to, stop the spiky ball and the foam rolling slipping out it, it's still fitting in quite naturally with the routine nice well that's just why everything that i have which i know i don't have a family living with me so this probably isn't do you want one uh, i'm happy to swap no. sometimes i'll be honest fair enough <laughs> Uh, how's, how's your wife's cooking? Is it awesome? Yeah, she's good. She's a good cook. My daughter's a good cook as well. My eldest daughter, um, my youngest one, cool. her food taste, uh, drives that, you know, that very wide line between white and beige, anything that's in that white to beige <laughs> okay. range. She's a big fan of anything outside that color spectrum. Not so much. So Rock lots on. of white rice, white bread, chicken with her. Um, whereas my wife and my eldest daughter are a little bit more adventurous and my, and my eldest daughter is actually quite Perfect. a keen cook. Lots of baking, like I've talked cool. about in the past. Yeah. Right. Well, there you go. Am I selling it? Uh, Done. Deal. Uh, deal. Yeah, kind of no. no. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Oh, okay. Is that <laughs> is this? I feels like... Uh, never mind. I was going to say something awful. Never mind. Uh, I don't listen to this. I was going to say, this This feels like a prearranged from like 300 years ago. Oh, do you like my family? Okay, here you go. Two cows and they're yours. Oh, <laughs> you I don't even need I mean? two cows, mate. I'll, um, I'm fine that the at the tie is 65 kilos. I'm good with that, okay? We can, oh, we can make enough. a deal here. Okay. I was talking to my eldest daughter before <laughs> this, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go record the podcast with Andrew. She's like, oh, I started listening to a podcast. I'm like, that's great. What was it? But There's not- some TikTok person who's doing a podcast. I'm like, why don't you listen to us? And she's like, well, you just talk about running and doing other stuff. I'm like, we're talking about the themes of the day and COVID, this is a diary for our times that people will pour over years from now, remembering what it was like. And she's like, yeah, but all you're going to be talking about is how you can't go running during COVID and nothing interesting. So cool. I mean, when you put it that way, what the hell are we even doing here? uh, Hey, at least we're not listening to us. It could be worse. We could be listening to us. We do listen to us. us. We're the first two downloads. Whenever this podcast comes out, let's be completely (laughs) honest. That's pretty much. Oh man. (laughs) So what else have you got going on, man? How's uh, how is how is because I know work life balance crazy. How is everything with the fam? How are they hold? Yeah, up? good. I mean, we're back to schooling, so that's something which you don't have to deal with is uh, schooling 2.0 and homeschooling 2.0 during lockdown. That's that's its mm. own challenge. I think what we've learned is to be a little bit more forgiving to ourselves and realize that we're my wife and I we're not teachers, um, even though I 
you know, quote unquote, teach and coach people how to do stuff at work in my day job. I don't teach, uh, you know, 10 year olds and 12 year olds what to do. And I definitely don't teach my family where after a yeah. tough schooling conversation, you can then walk away and find yourself in the exact same room as them two minutes later, because we're all in the same house. So I think we're trying to be a little bit more flexible with regards to um, the timing of homeschooling, but we're also trying to be a little bit more involved. I think my wife and I cared too much about the process last time and not enough about the outcome. So we were kind of sitting right. over the top of them whilst they were studying for the 40 minutes or so to make sure that they were doing their study. And actually what we should have been doing is letting them do it at their own pace and then just checking the outcome and challenging them to say, well, is this good enough? Or, or what about that? What could you have done differently with this? So, so now we're a lot more, okay, you're working on this for the next 40 minutes, but before you move on to the next task, come and show us what you've done. And we're trying to be a little bit more constructive about the outcome rather than micromanaging them along the journey. Because uh, well, it's, that's yeah, that's interesting because that's what that's exactly what the companies are finding uh, with those people working from home who are being more productive. That's why because they're not being micromanaged and they're just allowed to work at their own pace. They have their deadline, yeah. but. They, yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. So they're like little people. Yeah, and the challenge is, is that when you're just working but towards... But they're not quite people. You know, the challenge is when you're just working towards an outcome, I find myself personally that then you're working at 6 o'clock at night, 6.30 at night, 7 yeah. o'clock at night. And, and that's where you just got to try and pull yourself up. But yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of how we're, we're coping as a family unit. I think every family unit is different um, depending on if you've got... Oh, geez, I mean, I could not imagine what it would be like trying to work full time with kids under the age of, say, five or six right now. I mean, if that's someone yeah. listening to this podcast who's in that situation, congratulations. I know what it's like with a with a tweeny type age, two people aged around about that age. And I, and I can imagine I was talking to someone at work the other day. She has children who are that older age again, like, you know, your mid teens. And they're dealing with the whole being separated from their girlfriends and boyfriends at this time. And, you know, how do you cope with that? And, you know, teenagers coping with long distance relationships, even though you might be in the same suburb, um, is their own kettle of fish for other parents to deal with. So I think everyone's doing it hard right now. And it's just a, a yeah. shout out that it, it might be a little bit different for everyone, but we are all in this together. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So, but hey, on good news, I got a new pair of shoes. Cool. What kind? I got this. Is I'll, I'll show them, and I might put a photo up later. These are the those are Jordans. These are the Jordan Havoc Reacts. So these are Ooh. basketball meets running. Two of my favorite things. This is a Michael Jordan branded shoe, but it features the React foam that you find in a whole bunch of the Nike running shoes. So it's got oh, cool. it's got Jordan Air in the heel, but then it's got React foam all the way through it. They are. Amazing. I don't think I'll actually run in them. I think they're too pretty to actually run in. So they're a beautiful. They are saving for 20, 20 years. They'll be worth some money. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been wearing those. So that's always good. So, um, you know, that's all I seem to be doing at the moment is every couple of weeks, a new box arrives and it's either comic books or shoes for me. So dude, I'm the same way with those pops. Remember like the last time we spoke and I had like 10, I've got like 50 now. It's been 14 <laughs> days. You've done 40 in 14 days. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe you could start uh, like the same nose instead of tires. I reckon, dude, I, I bought four. Um, okay, so the other day, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive one yes. summer Comic-Con came out. So I bought uh, I bought those. Well, not all of them, but I bought a few of those. Um, then the other day. I love Denial I Day. I didn't two, buy all of them. Like there was two, just, maybe three just, I didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other day I bought two Back to the Future ones. And then I went online and I was like, do you know what? I need the rest of the set. And I bought like nine more back to the future. Just otherwise. back to the 
Exactly. So, dude, I yeah, I've got like 50 now, and I've got more on the way because Ash is going to buy me some for my birthday, yeah. I think. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Nice. I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts uh, and, with and I, I did buy more comic books. I went to Salvation Army and I bought like the last 20 Superman comic books they had. They were like 50 cents. Oh, really? Were they, I didn't think. Yeah, and they're new. I didn't think they were selling Salvation Army stuff at the moment. I thought they were all shut down. No, no, they're open. Because okay. I went and I, I dropped off a bunch of clothes that I never use anymore. And I went in just to have a look. Because I, I always look in there when I'm there because sometimes I can find some stuff that I can use for a film or, uh, a t you know, some goofy video or something. Yeah. And I, I saw this stack of comic books. So I was like, dude, these are all Superman comic books. And I bought them. Like single bought them. issues or trade paperbacks? Like books, books? Single okay, issues. Okay, cool. Single issues. Yeah. And they were new. They were like, the you know, those little $4 comics. But they were selling them all at... 50 cents a pop. Um, I bought the other day the Death of Superman from 1993 that I used to have. Yeah, um, yeah that was fun. Cool. Anyway. Well, my wife, wife works for the local libraries and they are now doing this thing where people can put orders in online and then the people at the local library will pack them up and deliver them to people. So rather than, even nice. though people can't get to the library and browse, they can go online and browse. And they're doing this other thing where kids can say to them, I like dragons and science fiction and then the librarians will go and try and pick like three or four books that match that theme that the person may or may not have read before and send it out to them and if they like it well then they can they might have discovered a new series so librarians oh. have you know my wife when she was working in the library a lot of it was helping people log on to computers and print stuff out there's actually a little bit of not so much about reading books when you're working full-time in a library but also just helping people access the other stuff whereas now she's kind yeah. of being drawn on her original skills of well what is out there in the world of books what can you do to help this person who likes this interest or this person likes that interest so it's it's kind of different i think libraries are going to be very they're, they're very concerned about people returning books and the books carrying the virus and so there's a whole bunch of it needs to go into cleaning and you know everyone needs to be really really careful with the books so that's kind of yeah, changed the way enough. that library are working at the moment but, that, but they are still open if people in victoria are looking for something to do yeah nice, mm. nice. sounds like a bit of a segue into uh what's happening at the moment in victoria with covid and what we wanted to talk about so. this time was probably i mean you know short short story it's not great in Victoria. Numbers not going the right no. way. Um, no, they, they had us on CNN. CNN did a uh, an article. Nations that were doing really well with COVID that now are not. And Australia is like right up yeah. there. Uh, I think that's, last that's two great. weeks ago when we were talking, we were like, oh, geez, the numbers into triple figures. Oh, it's triple figures now, folks. Um, it's a seven-day moving average of like over 300 a day. Uh, the, the numbers keep coming out. I keep laughing. at uh, Australia recorded. 457 cases of COVID today, of which 447 were in Victoria. It's like, we are just smashing it. Um, yeah. yeah. And even when other states seem to have little flare-ups, they had flare-ups for like one or two days. And everyone in Victoria was like, yeah. oh, here they come. They're coming back. No, it's no, it's still just us. Okay, yeah. that's fine. And out of those 440-something cases, 400 of them didn't self-isolate when they felt symptoms and got tested. That's the big thing that's hurting us is that people are getting sick, they're getting tested, but in between feeling sick, getting tested, and getting their result, they're not isolating. And that is when... Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. That's are when you are isolating. most contagious, folks. And so that's what's actually causing Victoria to spike ahead of the rest of Australia. Um, we are now... Masks are now mandatory. This is, what, day four yep. of masks being mandatory when you go outside. 
um, which yep. we're all starting to learn how to do. And that's probably what we wanted to talk about is how do we cope with masks as runners and what's the etiquette there? Because there's been a whole bunch of reports online about, mm. firstly, should we even be, um, well, let's talk about what are we meant to do? Um, everyone yep. is meant to wear masks when they leave their property for one of the four essential things. Um, the only people who don't have to wear masks is I think school teachers when they're teaching school don't have to and kids under 12 yep. don't have to. Kids under 12, people with predisposed uh, medical Yeah, so conditions. if you've got a reason why you can't wear a mask, you don't have to. Apart from that, the only other reasons are when you are running, jogging or cycling. So if you're walking the dog, if you're walking with friends, if you're working out in a park, um, if you're hiking within the region that you're allowed to travel, all of those reasons you need to wear a mask. So this is a really interesting one where as a podcast to runners by runners, we are suddenly in this exempt category where we are able yeah. to go out there and exercise in our local areas without wearing a mask. And there's a bit of debate yeah. as to whether or not we should be allowed to do that or not. Yeah, look, here's here's my kind of... Um, <laughs> I, just, I just I had a thought this has nothing to do with that but basically oh great I'm glad I could do the uh, 45 it's... second introduction then to set you up and then you're like oh you know what's more I interesting know. something I just thought of Zach you. <laughs> you know what's more interesting zebras <laughs> uh, or zebras in, in America uh, no it's just about the men, uh, why you should be allowed to leave the house I was, I was grocery shopping at the plaza the other day and you know you have to wear these masks and it's it's interesting to me that the food court in the plaza is open and let me tell you why because i feel like that encourages you to go out for something that's not necessary so for example i'm walking going to Coles in the plaza and i see this dude with his mask off eating his takeaway food and i'm like surely that's not okay that's kind of not the point. you know people yeah i saw a guy yeah, walking along today smoking point. with his mask down around his neck like, I saw I saw it, yeah. I can't walk and like, smoke at the cool. same time. What am I meant to do? Cut a hole in the mask so, to smoke? It's not going to work. That's impractical. So, there you go. Uh, but so yeah, point uh, I was trying to of, make. Yeah, sorry. Uh, in terms of running, look, I, I, I'm in two minds about it. Look, I, I feel like if you can run without being near someone, do yeah. it. If, if you can run with a mask... Do it. Like, I know it's not ideal, but think of the chiseled faces you'll be getting because of all the sweat coming off of your face. Yeah, so. <laughs> I wore a mask for, I went for a walk this morning for about an hour and a half. And by the end of it, it was it was damp underneath that mask. My yeah. beard and my mustache yeah. was just this funky sort of, yeah. And that, that raises another interesting point is that it's not, it wouldn't, I guess, be economical to run with a mask if you're somebody who's running every day. Because a masks are getting harder and harder to find, and b let's be honest, they're getting more and more expensive. Are, yeah, having to make um, your own or you know buy them from different areas. Like I'm looking at a whole bunch of different options right now. The the little blue disposable medical masks you work. I don't have a huge beard. Yeah. My beard is quite closely trimmed compared to some people, but it doesn't really sit properly mm. on that. I can imagine if you had a big bushy beard, you'd almost need like a like a, a feed bag that they have for horses, and you just kind of dip the whole thing in and and wrap it over to keep it yeah. safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, it's it's tough. You know, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, I can't wear a mask because of asthma. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool. But if your asthma is that bad, maybe you shouldn't be out in public running. Anyway. Probably more of a risk factor. Because, because it is a respiratory. Yeah, it's it's a respiratory disease. Mm. Um, respiratory, not respiratory. I emphasize the weird part in that. But but again, you can't really tell people not to go out. And people run don't because, like being told you know, not to do stuff at the moment. Andrew, I don't know if you've noticed that. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't noticed that at all. 
but it is a tough one. You know, I, 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 I don't know what the answer is. I think if you can you. run without yeah, being... Yeah, like, could you do your workouts yeah. with a mask on? Mine? Yeah. Yes, I could. Um, because I'm not I'm not trucking along at a five-minute K or going 20 Ks either. Um, funnily enough, funny that you mentioned that, I actually ran with my um, uh, elevation mask the other day. Yeah. I'll, put, I'll put a picture of, of it on, on Breaking the Barrier. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but, uh, and I don't know if I knew that I was doing long runs, mm. what I would do. Uh, I feel like I'd probably look. I'll be honest. I feel like I'd probably follow the. You don't have to wear it if you're running, but I'd also stay the hell away from people as best as I could because everybody's out yeah. at the moment walking. So I it's think hard. that's where I've I've compromised uh, over the last week or so because even though the masks haven't been mandatory until Wednesday or Thursday, we were told a couple of days beforehand, this is coming, get into the habit of it. Uh, and two things have been happening. One, as you run past people, which to your point has been happening a lot, even if you mm -hmm. don't have a mask on and you don't have to have a mask on because you're running, people that you're passing are now starting to look at you in a way that's a little bit different than they were two weeks ago because they're wearing a mask and you're not. And you're not. And so yeah. one of the things that I've seen a bunch of people online talking about is, you know, those buffs you can get, those running buffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. Wear those around your neck. And then when you go past someone, pull them up over your mouth just whilst you're passing, you know, leading up to someone I think to take that's it down a, afterwards. That's a bit of etiquette we yeah. could do. Yeah. It's a great idea. I mean, look, there are a lot of runners who are used to running with that stuff in the winter anyway. Yeah. Um, That's why I grew so a beard. I feel I like a beard so I didn't have to wear that stuff over my face, you know. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot of people who would normally run with masks on, maybe sometimes in the winter, at least a little bit, who are saying they don't want to wear one now solely because they don't want to be told what to yeah. do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really, I, I do feel for the people that have those conditions where they can't and they get those looks um because i i am worried that it's going to create and this is extreme but some kind of divide between people who are pro mask and anti-mask or whatever or just pro mask and not wearing masks because they're running and i feel like it's you know especially in this day and age everybody's so just ready to pick a fight or to disagree or to um you know uh, go against the norm or tell you that you're doing something wrong. I'm so afraid that it's going to end badly for some people. Like, why aren't you wearing a mask? Because I don't have to. It's my God-given right not to. Let's fight. All right. I feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, I was... If it hasn't already. Yeah, oh, I think it absolutely has happened already. I was reading online that people were saying they were have been you know, shouted at from cars and yelled at because they are running without a mask. Um, and people in cars have been yelling yeah. at them, why are you doing running without a mask? And that's yeah. at that point, it's not the time to get into the discussion about, well, the government legislation in paragraph seven says, yeah. sorry, it's past that point. You've got someone who is aggressive enough it. to yell at you from a moving vehicle. Yeah. That's it. And you know what? You you can't even you can't even do you like you shouldn't be doing that anyway, because there are plenty of people who actually do have those medical reasons why they can't wear a mask. So you don't know, like. You know, it's if, if you're passing somebody who's not wearing a mask, then look, I like to believe that chances are they're not wearing a mask for the right reason. That said, I saw somebody in my neighborhood walking around without a mask yesterday smoking, like no mask down, just no yeah. mask at all anywhere to be seen. So I'm like, well, that's obviously not a medical condition. Yes. <laughs> Addiction, I guess. It, but. It's kind of like, um, it's, it's a bit of a parallel. And when people say, hey, don't judge me uh, because I'm parking in a handicapped spot, 
because I don't have an obvious disability. You can't tell what's going right. on. I might have something like right. a neurological condition or MS, which mm. you know I might be having a good day, but guess what? I, this is something I live with. We can't tell if someone that we go past who isn't wearing a mask is not wearing a mask because they don't want to for whatever reason, or they can't for a physical yeah. reason. And I think this is kind of where we need to make a decision. Do we believe the best in people and trust that they're not wearing a mask because they can't? Or do we want to be negative and assume that they're not wearing a mask for whatever reason that we might associate with being selfish or not smart enough to do it? We're kind of at a bit of a tipping point and how you react to that is going to be interesting. Yeah. I think I think that most people are not... Oh, I shouldn't say that. I think that there are a lot of people that are not going to want to see the good and the best in people and in, in that they'll be honest and all that mm -hmm. because of the climate that we live in. Everybody's just... So if you're listening, try to have an open mind yeah. and don't like throw tomatoes out of your car. Yes, true. <laughs> at, at the person walking down the street. Yeah. It's not cool. Speaking of people that hate other people, right now, everyone hates Garmin. That's one thing we can all be unified on. Dude, I've seen some negative shit toward Garmin. Set the scene. Man. What's happened for people who might be... Actually, let's be honest. No one listening to this podcast is unaware of what's happening with no, Garmin. Unless knows. you happen to be using some sort of different fitness tracker. But even if you're even if you're using like a Fitbit or a, a Cor, what is it, a Coros or, or whatever, or something. You, yeah. yeah, you're part of running communities. Yep. Absolutely on Facebook. You know what's going yep. on. This is what it so, must have been like in Total Recall when on Mars they shut off the oxygen. I feel like that's the way runners are oh, reacting dude. right now. I think so too. I absolutely think so too. Um, good call. Good <laughs> reference. If you haven't seen Total Recall, the original one, not the new one with um, that guy. Yeah. Um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically for those of you who don't know, and I'd be surprised if you didn't, as Zach said, the Garmin sort of system network whatever is down it's crashed it's down they're trying to fix it it's apparently down for maintenance they're trying well, they to say, tried to say it was, i don't think that that's the it case it was down for four hour maintenance <laughs> and that was about 48 hours ago so it's not yeah, looking great so not looking great but there are some serious negative like people there that are just so pissed off about Garmin not being, and I'm just like, what did you do before Garmin existed? Like, did you just not exercise? <laughs> like, I mean, you it's you can still exercise without your Garmin. Like, I'm just like, come on, dude. I bought this six hundred dollar watch, and now I can't use it. I know, and and I'm like, you know what? I've I've had a Garmin for now four years, and I've never had a problem. Yeah. At, but and you know, this is what I this is my thought. I have a feeling that the reason that it's gone down is because guaranteed so many more people have purchased or are using their garments because of what's going on right now. And the fucking system, just like the internet, is crashing with all the extra traffic. Like, they, they you know what I mean? Like, it's the same. I guarantee that's what's but happening. Because the other theory is that it is a ransomware attack. So it's an actual coordinated hacking attempt um, by people yeah, to well, try and get in there. Yeah. That's fun too, but who cares? Like, you know, I mean, I, it's always funny to me. Like when people are like, don't download the face app because you know, the Chinese government is going to get your information. I'm like, the Chinese government doesn't give a shit about my information. Why would they want it? 
Like, I don't have anything that they could use, dude. They've like, got this I big chessboard set up in the government offices there, and they're like, if we can yeah. move the Andrew piece, the whole thing comes together. <laughs> no, like, nobody cares about your information from Garmin, guys. <laughs> Come on. Um, I mean, the, the reason why, I mean, firstly, for Garmin, Crisis Management 101, don't lie. If the thing's don't gone lie. down, yeah. don't tell us it's maintenance <laughs> and don't tell us you're on top of it. <laughs> like, just tell the truth, people. That's just a good, yeah. if you're bust, if you're caught, come out mm. with it. It's, the lie is always worse than what you did. Um, secondly, mm. why would someone want this data? It actually speaks to what Garmin do beyond just, you know, taking stuff off our watch and giving it back to us with a pretty picture. Yeah. Um, it's about the fact that they also run airtime, maritime navigation systems. Um, there's also the yeah. mere fact that if they can get into Garmin, they can get your password. And chances are you've mm. used your password somewhere else and it opens it up for more hacking reasons. So yeah. that's why someone might have gone after Garmin because more people are mm. using them now and there's more chance of, hey, someone who had a Garmin four years ago who never really did it has dusted it off now and has reset up their password. And so there's more active logins there as well. It makes it more attractive for hackers to get in there and try and steal that information. Well, I don't trust Zach anymore because that makes so much sense. Um, <laughs> we we you have an open we have mind. we had I mean there was here in Australia um, the logistics company Toll that delivers a whole lot of stuff. It's had two cyber ransom attacks this year, and that's quite a big yeah. deal for what I do at work because we rely on Toll to deliver a whole bunch of stuff to our customers. And so Toll and that makes sense because Toll also does. Um, uh money transferring like yeah. businesses they we uh when i when i managed the pancake parlor we used to give toll every three days like thousands of dollars in uh deposits to take to our bank yeah. so yeah mm. but yeah garmin doesn't yeah do i mean it is concerning though how long it's taking them mm. to bring their systems back up like this is yeah yeah it this is. is taking a while now yeah, I mean, yeah, because systems go down and it happens, but it's been two days and it is concerning. I have no doubt that they'll get to the bottom of it, but it's just, I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, like, goose fraba, anybody who's seen anger management, like, just relax. Like, there's no need. Like, I saw some real negative comments toward Garmin, and this wasn't, like, today. This was, like, the, within hours of it first happening and first of all, guys, there's so much negativity right now in the world. If your garment's down, don't be, like, taking it out on people on social media. Like, we don't need it. Um, you know, I, I get that there are some people who are there that are worried because, yes, their routes are tracked on Garmin. So if they get abducted or if something bad happens to them while they're on their route, there's a record of it. But if you're somebody who's going out at, like... You know, I think the example I saw was really four late o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, four o'clock. Yeah, this was a, this was a person that that replied to me saying, "Just calm down, guys. God forbid you put your run on Strava." And she basically said, "Well, you know, the reason that I put my run on uh, sorry Garmin, the reason that I put my run on Garmin is because I go out at four a.m. and if I do get abducted, then there's a record of it. So yeah, God forbid I do that." And like you could hear the tone of what she was saying, and I'm like, "Oh, do you know what? Granted, you're the exception, not the rule." Um, guaranteed that's not what people are being negative about and you know saying nasty stuff but if you are somebody like that figure it out if you're that worried that you're going to get abducted like or kidnapped or whatever don't go on a longer walk at 4 a.m in the morning take your dog out 
right outside your house and do your fitness walk later or tell a friend of your route. Again, I would recommend that to anybody who runs on their own. Yeah, I, you should I think tell it, people it where you're going. It about that conversation I had with Kat a couple of months ago where she was talking about yeah. how women have to think about that a lot more than you know we do as men. Yeah. Um, I, at 4 o'clock in the morning, would go for a run and I would just go, okay, chances are I if I that. cross over someone, they're probably going to be more scared of me because I'm you know, 6'3 with a beard and you know, probably very sweaty at this point. Whereas a woman is Terrifying. more likely to call a friend, let them know what's happening. Mm. Um, relying on Garmin to sort of capture what's happened after the fact is... No, it's not, it's not why Garmin was built. I mean, yes, that is a great perk, right? It's, it's great to know that there is a record of where you're going, but you can't put that pressure on just Garmin because let's be, it is a computer and internet and it, you know, it can go down. So you're, if you're going out at 4am, dude, you should be telling somebody. And if you don't have any friends or anybody to talk to, figure out a different way to walk yeah. your dog. And, and but again, I think that that was an I exception. Well. It wasn't. And ironically, Strava has yeah. a beacon feature on it where you can use Strava mm. itself. And so, fine, if Garmin isn't working with your phone, you can still use the Strava app to do a beacon. And yeah, yeah maybe it gets into some complex thing where now I've recorded my, my activity twice. But, well, guess what? You don't have to worry about that right now because Garmin's down. Yeah. Um, so that's one problem yeah, to exactly. take care of. And, and, and all of it, yeah. it, this is the thing that really bugs me is that everyone's talking about Garmin being down. And the big problem with Garmin being down is now I can't get my activity to Strava. I mean, it's like you're just sort of using (laughs) Garmin to get to some other parties. You don't care about Garmin. It's it's like... No, you don't care about that. Just put the Strava... Because Strava has its own tracker. You can track your activities directly in Strava using your phone. Now, Strava doesn't have a wearable that's quite as nice as a Garmin watch. But if you want to get your details into Strava directly, you can do that. If you, you can still record your $500 Garmin watch still works. All you need to do is take the file off the watch and download it onto your computer and then upload it into Strava. That's all that as long as you're not abducted. If you're, if you're abducted, you can't. Exactly. True. And then when you do resync your device again, Garmin's going to be up to date. And listen, I understand there's going to be problems here. But how often are you running over the next, let's assume this thing gets fixed in the next day or two. At most, people are going to be, like the most keen ultra runners I know, maybe run three times a day. We're talking about a dozen activities they're going to have to sort out. Um, if other people, yeah. if like if you're micro reporting everything you do, you know, up from couch to toilet, back from couch, you know, okay, you're going to have a problem. Maybe you need to look at yourself a little <laughs> bit closer if that's the case. But apart from that, just just chill out a little bit. You can still get your activities yeah. to Strava. You can record directly on Strava. Don't, dude. I, I after the first day, I saw this one dude like within a couple hours comment on Garmin's site. Uh, you know, because they apologized that the thing was down, and he's like. It's been X amount of hours, guys. Let's take, let's get this taken care of. And I'm like, you could, again, you can tell what Tony's well, in. Helps. I'm like, shut up, Seriously, dude. Seriously, if this guy hadn't demanded we put it back up, we wouldn't have bothered. We were going to go down to pubs. Thanks. No. For, oh, we've got priorities now. Thanks, I'm like, random shut internet person. up. Let's get this taken care of. You're not the CEO of Garmin. Shut up. It reminds up. me of Trump telling them to come up with the vaccine faster because, no, guys, we really need it. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about Trump. We on this thought podcast. it was just a nice to have. <laughs> now that you've wanted it, we'll get straight onto that. Random guy on the yeah, internet exactly. wants it, folks. Let's do it. Um, exactly. Big shout out to Garmin though, because they did post. Um, uh, they posted something funny. They were like, "Yes, we did try turning it off and on yeah. again." That was pretty. They're funny. playing with house money yeah. right now. They can't make it any worse. So the best thing they can do is just be in it for the memes. You know, this is where Screw they can win it. the yeah. social media war. Yeah, that's right.
That's right. And that's probably the fact that everyone's wanting to use this to get to Strava is probably time for your regular reminder that Strava is still evil. Strava is still not something you want to be using, people. Yeah. So, okay. Well, Zach, I'll let you intro this because you you brought this one to my attention. But I thought this was very interesting and it creates some very, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Go for, it, for those of you who maybe haven't gone back and listened to the entire archive of this podcast, I was on an episode once called The Problem with Strava, um, which was talking about, at the time, my obsession with Strava and how I was finding Strava was taking over my life and every recording I was doing, I was doing for Strava, justifying a lot of what I was doing on Strava and the fact that I was concerned about how it was starting to actually impact relationships I had in the real world because of what this virtual leaderboard was doing online. Uh, a couple of yeah, because you did specifically talk about your relationship with other I runners. Did. I was concerned that other runners would yeah. be seeing what I was doing or what I wasn't doing on Strava, and I would be doing the same to them. And consciously or unconsciously, it would introduce something to the relationship that um, probably didn't need to be there. Um, and so, mm-hmm. a couple of months later, I went off Strava. So I haven't not been on Strava for four months or so, four or five months or so at this point. Um, I no longer sync my activities to Strava. I no longer have the app on my phone. Um, so I, I don't use Strava anymore. And it has been, you know, it's kind of like one of those people who says, no, no, you should really quit heroin. It's great if you quit heroin. Um, if you quit Strava, it's it's been great. It's okay. been it's been good. Like I don't miss it one little bit. Um, you know, the only people, there's like two or three people who I'm happy to share my activities with. Um, I can get to them on Garmin Connect. They can spin it, well, when it's up and running, of course. Well, <laughs> I see what you did um, there. <laughs> but we can see what we're doing on Garmin and, and so forth. But the runs are more about me. And I'm finding I'm enjoying runs by myself a lot more because I'm not feeling that pressure to share them on Strava. Meanwhile, yeah. everyone in the world is now doing more exercise. And Strava has gone... Possibly bad timing, given the way that most people get to their service is down right now. But Garmin Strava has just said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's bring on the apocalypse. Let's do this. We don't feel like things are bad enough at the moment. People are still kind of managing to get along with each other. Let's see if we can really turn this up to 100 and really make things bad. You all have been joking about Mad Max. We're about to make this real. So Strava has decided to introduce something called Local Legends. And Local Legends is a new thing on the leaderboard, which for particular popular segments, they will now award a virtual crown to the person who has competed on that segment the most over a rolling 90-day window. So what that means is, if you've got a local running track near your area that you go to every day or every second day, you have a chance of being crowned the local legend because you have used it the most over that period. So this is no longer about you being the fastest on a particular segment. And this is no longer about all segments. This is only about really popular segments. We are now pitting ourselves against our neighbours and our friends and our fellow runners to win this new local legends um, badge where I can see people getting out once a day, twice a day, twice a day for longer and longer trying to get out there and get the most activity on this thing and then having to hold it you can't just win this and hold it forever you've got to keep it going on a continuous basis it's a rolling 90 days if you slack off for a week someone else could come in and get it done i mean this is going to turn us against each other and this is what historians will turn around and say this is what did it it wasn't and it's just like uh, gasoline i don't like them 
That's what it is. I don't even like the name, dude. Like the name just pisses me off. Local Legend. You know what Local Legends? It sounds like one of those shitty uh, spin-off video games of like Marvel yeah. or DC where you get to play as the characters that nobody yeah. gives a shit about, like Captain Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? DC, or like, actually, he was a. Res- and it's, oh, yeah. it's actually quite interesting because one time in Cap. Anyway, oh, I'll take that one offline. I'll send you the comic book. It's quite cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I like it. Okay, well then, Panthera then. Done. Yeah. You know, like nobody cares about like that's that's what this sounds like. It's such a. It's like, it's like, hey, uh, Strava office give me the first thing that pops into your mind for this new thing that we're going to make people hate yeah. each other with local legends cool because the problem with the king and the queen of a particular segment is once someone has set like an awesome pb on that it will never change you will have that pb forever yeah. um, unless you accuse that yeah. person of cheating and you know riding a bike on a running route or something people are never going to get dethroned at a certain point so this local legend mm. thing will always be changing and so it's going to create this feeling of if you are a local legend well now you can't back off because if you lose it what does that say about you if you were a local legend Mm. and then suddenly you didn't go out god forbid for two days and do a run and now you're no longer the local legend well you're basically a loser aren't you you're a loser who's stuck at home and can't do anything because of the pandemic and you're a bad person who's done bad things and you should be punished that's what strava is telling you Strava is asking you to go up against the same people right now who are probably dobbing you in for putting your bin out and leaving your property. They're probably telling you <laughs> off because you've got six people at your house and you should only have five, which is going to be a problem for people who don't actually have six people in their house. I know Daryl used to think about getting rid of one of his kids right now because they've got four kids and him and his wife. So they've got to get rid of one to get them down to five. So these are people who are being dobbed in for all of that. And Strava has gone, you know what, let's make them do it about running because we're not obsessive about that as it is. I think this is a bad idea. Big thumbs down from me. And I probably would have said absolutely. I don't know. I would have. I think this is the problem with Strava. Strava is addicting. I reckon six months ago, I would have loved this as an idea. I would have gone, oh, that's fantastic. I run this local group every day. I'll be the local legend. And then Daryl would come along and say, oh, guess what? Um, I run this route with Zach as well. That's fun. And then I take a bit of time off. And then Daryl takes over being the local legend. And now all of a sudden, I'm resenting Daryl. And then I come back and I'm running. And all of a sudden, my running life partner and I are in a battle for some stupid local legend badge on Strava. It's not helpful right now. Um, And I just can't see it driving any good behavior. If you're running in a route where there's like lots of strangers and you don't know the other people, maybe it's enough removed that you could kind of get away with it. I think if you're running a route with the same people again and again, it's going to be bad for real world relationships. And I just think it's bad for individuals. If you uh, suddenly was a local level legend for a week or so, and then you lost that, you can't tell me people aren't going to feel bad. I know I would feel bad. I know it's a silly thing, but I'd feel bad. Oh, yeah. Well, do you know what? It's just it. um, By the way, everybody, uh, episode 44 was the Strava game episode that we're talking about. So make sure that you go back and check that out where we spoke about, you know, the sort of pressure that it causes once you put your runs on Strava to keep going. And especially like if you come back from an injury or something, you know, you've come from a 70 kilometer week and now all of a sudden you're not doing that. You're thinking to yourself, maybe not even realizing it, you're thinking to yourself, what are people now thinking about me? Because I was once the 70 kilometer a week runner and now I'm running like 20 kilometers a week. And that's going to be the same thing where if you're doing this segment every day or whatever, if you miss a day, people are going to start thinking, oh man, I better not miss a day because people are going to think that I'm slacking off. We talk about how important recovery is. We talk about how important it is to be true to yourself with your injured. 
Um, you know, consistency is important, but so is knowing when to rest and knowing not when to push it. And also variety is the spice of life. Go and try mm. different routes and try different places, yeah. and, you know. Do you know, for like the average sort of uh, person getting into fitness, I can see how this is a cool thing, you know, because it will get you into wanting to push yourself a I little can't. bit further. I disagree with but you. Those... I think if you're getting into fitness, you're going to look at it and go, what does it have to be to be a local legend? Oh, my God, this person has ran this section 120 times in the last 90 days. What is going on here? I can never compete with that. I, I, no, I that's don't fair. think that's going to help at that's all. That's fair. No, that's fair. I mean, I guess I, I, I guess I can look at it and think, you know, there are, are people out there that will just look at it and uh, I don't know, man. I was going to try to compare it to like gaining points on your like frequent flyer card. But then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, well, that just encourages me to spend money that I don't have. Um, it's just kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I can see where their thought process was to get people more and more active. But yeah, it's just... You're right. It just breeds that competitive uh, thing that non-competitive runners don't need. People, I don't know. It's there are so few. I think people in that um, in that sort of category that are seasoned runners who aren't massively competitive, who aren't massively silly when it comes to overtraining. Yeah. Like there's like maybe out of 10 million runners in. Uh, in like Australia or whatever, there's maybe five runners who are smart yeah. about it. And are chill and relaxed <laughs> so, and like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The right. rest of us are not. We're, so, we're type A personalities yeah. who obsess about stuff That's it. and running long distances and ultra runs and marathons rewards an obsessive personality. And it's a certain type mm. of person who is attracted to that sort of thing. And this is, yeah. listen, it's really smart by Strava. I can see why they do this. It's catnip for runners. Yeah. It's also a reminder that they yeah. are an evil, evil corporation. Cool. I mean, they're already, you know, they're, they're charging people now for subscriptions. They need something to make it stickier. And I think if you were someone yeah. who was using Strava and you're like, well, I'm never going to get a PR in any of these segments and I don't really need to use it to track what I'm doing because when Garmin's up, mm. I can see it there. So what's the point of me paying $9.99 for a Strava subscription? But the second you're a local yeah. legend, oh, you're paying that nine ninety nine oh, yeah, without a doubt. You're never letting that go. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. I haven't really like. I, I still sync my stuff to Strava, but it's like, un, it's like just because I haven't taken it down. I don't check it every day. But I mean, I, I can see Strava. It's useful because it's a great running log to look back and everything. But I don't think people use it for that reason no. anymore. Um, well. I think a majority of the people don't use it for that. I'm sure that there still are. Like for me, every now and then when I do go on to Strava, it's to check like a PB or something or where I've come from years ago to where yeah. I am now. But And the Strava yeah, interface is yeah. quote unquote nicer than Garmin's. I will give them that. It is a cleaner uh, yeah. interface. I, I don't like, insights are better. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Garmin yeah. Connect. Um, the second you go beyond I, your I personal run and you want to look at anything, Garmin's a little bit. You know, Strava is absolutely nicer from that perspective. But here's a fun thought: Garmin's going to come back when it when it gets up from maintenance and look exactly oh, like Strava. That would be amazing. Like I, I'm positive that there's stuff that Garmin could do that they're not doing because they'd be accused of ripping off Strava. Um, they tried oh, yeah. to do, but they're all the same now, know, anyway. Yeah, well, Stra Stra I mean, you know? at what point? Strava's actually not that big a company as you'd think. You'd sit there and go, "We're all talking about Strava. Why don't they just buy Garmin?" They're actually not that huge. Like they need the subscription dollars to sort of survive now. They are at a critical point 
in their lifespan. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think Garmin's big enough to just buy them either. And the problem with Garmin buying them is that all of a sudden you'd then be shutting off every other wearable person. So Strava kind of needs yeah. to stay independent. The second it's bought by one, it's yeah, it, it helps. And, and Garmin right now as the market leader would probably be like, yeah, well, we're happy that Strava exists because we tend to get eight out of every 10 wearable sales right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. But yeah, I'm I'm down on it. If I if that didn't come through, was I, I a little I, subtle there? I was maybe no. no. I think that was like that might have been like that was intense. Okay. That was like that was. Cool. I'm just. I, I I I liked when you disagreed with me. That was cool. I think that was the first time that that's happened in like twenty episodes. Cool, awesome. That's good. Well, I I can find yeah. many reasons to disagree with you. I mean, you're wrong a I'm lot. I'm sure you can, but you never say them. Oh, okay. uh, you. I know. <laughs> I'm wrong, like every right, day. I'll start challenging you. Yeah, I think we've reached. I think we're comfortable enough now that we can get away with that. So I'll, I'll try and start. Oh yeah, like I I can't wait until we get into like a fucking argument and we just like hate each other by the end of the day, and then it's gonna be great. I think the listeners gonna Absolutely. love it. That's what they're waiting for. That was a tease of what it could oh, yeah. get to. Yeah, totally. We'll, we'll find totally. a segment and we'll go local legend. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Breaking the barrier legends. That's great. Breaking the legends. All right. Do you have anything else? No, nah, man. That's it for me. I think we covered we covered quite a bit you today. Quite a bit. What's um, the clock say? How long have we been going for? Uh, we've been going for... Everyone's shouting oh, right now. Oh, it's man. been going for a long time. Yeah. Well, I'm at two hours, but that's, I think, because I started recording. An hour half hour in. I think yeah. probably an hour and 15. Yeah. So that's mm. fun. All right. Well, hope you all enjoyed. Uh, it, folks. I guess everybody, Thanks for listening if you still are. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm so glad for sticking with us this far. Keep in mind that if you haven't yet, check out the Breaking the Barrier community. Check out Breaking the Barrier on Instagram at Imp- uh, Impulse <laughs> Breaking the Barrier Podcast, and make sure that you head on to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Leave a five star review, and if there's anything that you want us to cover, shoot us a message through the Breaking the Barrier Podcast page or the Breaking the Barrier facebook and uh we'll we'll talk about it because we're you know right now a lot of what we're talking about is covid but there's plenty of other things to talk about we do have some exciting episode uh, episodes coming yeah, I think up the next episode is uh, going to be really good we're excited for that one we actually have to do research yeah that, oh, that's yeah. a good point yeah that's going to be good uh so you can look at that coming out in probably the first or second week in august depending on how we go and uh yeah, I think that that's, that's all for that's me. That's all for me as well. Thanks, everyone. Remember to check out our sponsors that you would have heard from Andrew at the top of the podcast, Generation You Can and Audible. Check them out. And also Spartan. Is what's Sp- And Spartan because, yeah, you can right now, Gold Coast members are able to uh, do the Spartan. If you're a Spartan, uh, if you have signed up for Spartans in Victoria, you can transfer that to Gold Coast if you can get to Gold Coast. But remember to go on the Spartan AU website when you register for a race. Use that Breaking the Barrier code and you'll get 10% off that yeah. race. And if you are out there and you are actually competing in races or events like that, we'd love to hear about that. Um, we spoke about it at the top with, you know, Vicky and Steve, we will live off those experiences if you can share them with us. So please, if you are lucky enough totally. to get out there and do something, don't hide it, share it with the rest of us. We need it. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much to listen to the Breaking the Barrier podcast where Zach and I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We will catch you next time.